Sermon number 594, Listen to the Wind at Nicodemus, preached in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown on Sunday, January 9th, 1972. The text, John 3, the 8th verse, The wind blows where it wills, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know whence it come or whither it goest. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. It is most appropriate on this rather dark morning when the Weather Bureau has predicted gale-like winds that we should read from God's Word the third chapter of John's Gospel beginning at the first verse. There was a man named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews who belonged to the party of the Pharisees, one night he came to Jesus and said to him, We know, Rabbi, that you are a teacher sent by God. No one could do the mighty works you are doing unless God were with him. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a grown man be born again? Nicodemus asked. He certainly cannot enter his mother's womb and be born a second time. I tell you the truth, replied Jesus, that no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and Spirit gives birth to Spirit. Do not be surprised, because I tell you, you must all be born again. The wind blows wherever it wishes. You hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. It is the same way with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How can this be? asked Nicodemus. Jesus answered, You are a great teacher of Israel, and you don't know this? I tell you the truth, we speak of what we know and tell what we have seen, yet none of you is willing to accept our message. You do not believe me when I tell you about the things of this world. How will you ever believe me then when I tell you about the things of heaven? And no one has ever gone up to heaven except the Son of Man, who came down from heaven. One cannot be in Jerusalem very long until he is very conscious of the great blowing of the wind. In the morning, the afternoon, especially at night, down through all the avenues, streets, and alleys, down into the valleys and over the mountain tops of that great city of David, the wind seemingly continuously blows. Four years ago, when I visited and studied in the city, I can remember several nights finding it quite difficult getting to sleep because of the great, great wind blowing through the open window, hurtling the double drapes to and fro. And you'll remember it was at night when Nicodemus came to have that conversation with Jesus. 
And either because he could not, because of his lack of biblical knowledge, or because he would not, because of his stubborn beliefs. Nicodemus could not understand how the Spirit of God could enter into a man, a person who is conscious of his weakness and emptiness and dirtiness and sin, and transform that life into a new one that was vibrant and real and alive and clean. He couldn't understand it. He, a master of Israel, a, a great theologian and accredited leader of the Jews, he needed further explanation, and Jesus being patient with him just he is, as he is with all of us, tried to find an illustration that could help Nicodemus to understand the heavenly meaning of regeneration and rebirth. And he looked about him, and there somewhere in Jerusalem, he found the illustration in his father's nature. And he said, listen, Nicodemus, Listen to the wind. Listen to the wind, Nicodemus, and you shall understand the great mystery of the Spirit of God. Listen to the wind, Nicodemus. It blows. It blows and you cannot escape it. You may try to ignore it, but the wind will still blow. You may be unconscious to it, but the wind still blows. You may be oblivious of what all it is doing, but the wind is still blowing. You can try to ignore the fact that the gale or the wind or the storm is outside, but it's still there. So Nicodemus, no matter what you do, you say, or you think, the wind still blows. And so it is with the Spirit of God. You can try to ignore it, be oblivious to it, unconscious to it, try to forget it, but it still blows. It's still with you. There's not a thing a person, a church, an assembly can do to escape the presence of God's Spirit. Spirit of God is like that. The psalmist found it out when he said, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I descend to hell, thou art there. The Spirit of God is with us, and we cannot escape it. Oh, sometimes it comes, yes, like a gale that convicts and converts. Sometimes it comes like a great tornado tornado of, of judgment, sometimes it comes just through the still, silent blowing of a breeze in meditation. But it comes. It grows. And there's not a thing that you can do to escape it. Nicodemus, listen to the wind. Listen to the wind and... Maybe you can understand the mystery 
of the Spirit of God. You cannot escape it, and neither can you control it. Listen to the wind, Nicodemus. Listen to the wind. It blows where it will. Not where you try to control it. Not where you predict or try to direct it. It's free. And it blows as it will. And just as you cannot control or direct the wind direction, neither, Nicodemus, can you try to control the Spirit of God. No man, no church, no assembly, no matter how hard they are trying to do good, can domesticate the Spirit of God or limit his sphere of operation. It's impossible. And Nicodemus didn't like to hear that. Nicodemus, you remember, was a Pharisee, and a Pharisee was a separated one. He was the one who believed that he had the inside market on how God operates. He is the one who believed he had the only monopoly on how the grace of God works. He felt that there was no salvation outside his way of thinking in Israel. He's like so many of us who are trying to be sincere in our faith. When, when actually what we are trying to do is to control the Spirit of God and we can't do it. The perennial temptation that comes to us, and I think it comes even stronger to those of us who are even more sincere in trying to see the kingdom of God built, is to try to control or limit the power of God's Holy Spirit. And we can't do it, yet we continually try. When you say or think in your mind that some person, this individual or that, is beyond the realm of salvation and regeneration, what are you doing but limiting the control or trying to control the power of God's Spirit? When you say that this idea or that idea will not work simply because someone else presented it, you are limiting the sphere of where God's Spirit can operate. When you believe that someone who is causing a lot of trouble in your life and someone else's life cannot be changed, you limit. Or you are trying to limit the power of God. When you believe that you yourself cannot change in your prejudice, in your stubbornness, in the way that you have been made. If you think that you cannot be reborn and made new, you are trying to limit the Spirit of God. And you can't do it. For it's like the wind. It blows where it will. And no man no church, no assembly can domesticate that spirit or try to limit the operation of him in this world. Yes, Nicodemus, listen to the wind. 
Listen to the wind. It blows, and it blows where it will. You can hear the sound of it. Yes, Nicodemus, you can see the results of it, even though you cannot escape it, even though you cannot control it. You cannot deny the evidence which it brings. When the Spirit of God is alive in the world, you know it because things are happening and you hear sounds. Even unbelievers, people who don't accept Jesus Christ or the belief in the leading of the Holy Spirit, they cannot help but see the evidences of the Holy Spirit working in the world. That's what happened to Nicodemus. He did not come to Jesus because he believed in him as the Son of God. He did not accept Jesus as the embodiment of the Spirit of God. He came because he had heard stories about what was happening whenever this man Jesus passed by. Rabbi, surely you must be of God because no man could do the mighty things you do and not unless God was with him. You see, this man was not having any knowledge whatsoever at the time about the dynamics of the messianic revolution that was going on in Palestine, in Jerusalem, yet he saw the evidences of it and he could not deny those fruits of the Spirit. It's like the wind, Nicodemus, it's like the wind. When, you, when it blows and when it blows where it will, you hear the sound of it. And you don't need any lecture on the dynamics of atmospherics. You know it. You feel it. You see its evidences. You hear its sounds. And that's the way it is with the Spirit of God. And when things are happening in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, let's not deny the evidence and say there is no God and the Spirit of God is asleep for he is not. For when people begin to study the Word of God, as is happening in this church, and people again are talking about Jesus Christ in everyday conversation, that's no accident, that's not good promotion, that's the Spirit of God. When lives are being changed and people are being converted and individuals who have been weak and slimy and and everything wrong with them suddenly become new and alive and clean and powerful. That's the Spirit of God. When marriages what seemingly are going on the rock are changed into happy havens of bliss, that's the Spirit of God. And though we don't understand it, Though we can't explain it, escape it, or control it, it's like the wind. And no one but a fool denies the evidence of the wind. Listen to the wind, Nicodemus. Listen to the wind. It blows where it wills. And you hear the sound of it. And yet you do not know whence it has come. Nicodemus, that wind, where was it ten minutes ago?
An hour ago? A week ago, over what sea or what continent was that particular breath of wind? You don't know, do you? No, and you could study until the day you die and you'll still never find out. Because it's impossible for you to know from whence comes a gush of wind. You cannot know it. Yet it doesn't seem to bother you, does it? Oh, you can still hoist your sail to the power of it, even though you don't know from whence it comes. So it is, Nicodemus, with the Spirit of God. You'll never know, even until your dying day, from whence comes and how comes that Spirit of the living God. You see, that's basically what Nicodemus was after, like many people I know. He wanted a religion that he could understand completely with his mind. He wanted no mystery, no divine element, only something that rationally he could think through and explain and write down in some formula. It can't be done that way. Jesus tells us that, that Nicodemus, he still wanted to try. How could a man be born a second time when he is old. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born anew? Jesus, you tell me precisely how this regeneration takes place and then maybe I'll become a believer. Listen to the wind, Nicodemus. Listen to the wind. You can never tell from whence it comes. Your job in life is not to explain the source or the way the wind blows. It's to lift your sails to it and allow yourself to be blown by it. Quit trying to explain, Nicodemus, and start worshiping. Quit arguing and start adoring. Your job in life is not to try and to explain in a rational way how the kingdom of God or the Spirit of God operates, but rather to turn your life to him and allow his power to hit you in the face and to sweep you along his destiny for you. You can never really explain this thing that we call Christianity. And you can't explain how the Spirit of God operates in this world because it's like the wind. It blows and it blows where it will. You can hear the sound of it, but you do not know from whence it has come. You can't explain it, though you cannot deny its presence. And Nicodemus, listen to the wind, listen to the wind, and you will know that you cannot predict where it is going. The wind blows where it wills. And you hear the sound thereof, but you do not know from whence it has come or whither it goes. Nicodemus, where? This puff of wind, where, where will it be in five minutes, ten minutes, next year? Where will it be? You don't know. So it is with the Spirit of God. None of us knows where the Spirit of God will lead us. Nicodemus did not know on that night in Jerusalem that that same Spirit of God that had led him there would eventually lead him into the chamber to Pontius Pilate where he would call 
forward and claim the dead body of Jesus Christ, perhaps the boldest action in all of the gospel stories. He did not know that that Spirit of God would lead him to the glories of the resurrection morn. Those people that were gathered in the upper room in Jerusalem 40 or 50 days after Easter, and when the Holy Spirit came down and started to shake that building where they were praying, they did not know that that Spirit would lead them and their descendants into the presence of Caesar himself and to the conquest of the whole world. Martin Luther, as he struggled over the epistle to the Romans there in his monastery cell, did not know that that Spirit of God was beginning in that hour a movement that would bring about the remaking and the reformation of the Church of Jesus Christ. And where we stand here today with 2,000 years of history of the movement of the Spirit of God behind us, we cannot tell you where the Spirit of God will lead us in the next 10 minutes or next week. Because it's like the wind, Nicodemus, you cannot predict where the Spirit of God is going. And though some of us may think we have some pretty good plans for our lives and some great goals, may we not make the mistake of believing that the Holy Spirit is the one who dictates and directs our future. Listen to the wind, Nicodemus. Listen to the wind. It's kind of a frightening thing, is it not, to realize that our hands, our feet, and our lives are within the destiny of a living spirit who will lead and direct where we know not. And perhaps it's a good thing for if we did know where the Spirit of God would have us next week or next month or next year or in the next 20 years, we probably wouldn't accept it or believe it. But the Spirit of God will have us there, whether we want it or not. You want to learn about the Spirit of God? Listen, Nicodemus. Listen to the wind. You cannot escape it. You cannot control it. You cannot deny its evidence. You can't explain how it works, and you don't know where it's going to lead you. And believe in it. You see, that's the only thing we have left to do, ladies and gentlemen, with the Spirit of God. Believe it. Believe in Him that He is leading in our individual and our corporate lives. Not everybody does, you know. Now, when Nicodemus left that conference in Jerusalem, he didn't believe in the Spirit of God, yet it was the Spirit of God that eventually led him to the place to claim the body of Christ and to see the resurrection morn. Now some here don't believe in leading the Spirit of God. All of us will someday, either on this side or on the other side, but someday we will believe that all along it has been his hand that has been leading and guiding. For those of us who have already decided that our life will be in this belief, we are the sons of God. For it is said in Scripture, for those who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And when we live as sons, you see, believing in the Spirit, we have no one or nothing to escape. 
We don't worry about who is in control. We don't worry about trying to give pseudo-explanations of why miraculous things are happening in this world. We know. We do not try to stand and explain rationally the reason for the faith that is in us, nor are we frightened of the tomorrow. Because we know that spirit of our Father's love will lead us, and it will be for our good. Those of us who already believe in the Spirit of the living God, we are the sons of God. But for those of you who do not, the only thing I can say today, my friend, is listen. Listen to the wind. Listen to the wind. Amen. Our Father and our God, we're thankful for that spirit in our lives which we cannot see, but which we can feel, which is here, and which we have felt this morning. And now may the blessings of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all now and forevermore. Amen.